Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right. I'm so excited for this episode. We have Nicole Smithy here with us. Um, Nicole lives in New York where I used to live and we actually got to connect there. She's the CEO and co-founder of the Iridescent Woman, a digital media company, a membership program. Um, She's going to tell us a little bit more about that. She also serves as the executive director of ministries and teaching at Liberty Church. I've heard her speak and she is just anointed and, um, and so encouraging. And actually, I think the first time I heard you speak was in Orlando at the XO conference. That was my first time ever having a booth for Horatio Printing. This was really Yeah. So welcome to the episode. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wild. Actually, yeah. Let's tell, let's tell how that story a little bit, because I don't know if I've ever told you that. That was the first time I ever um, went to Orlando and Mm -hmm. I was, I had a booth out, out in the back parking lot. And that was the first time I heard you speak and you preached on the story of Jael yeah, that's I don't right. know if I'm saying it right. And I was yeah. like, this is so good. Yes, that was the first time I actually heard you preach. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I didn't even realize that we were in the same space in Orlando. Yeah, that was a, a long time ago. I think I remember also I was losing my voice mm. and uh, dealing with like, I, I think I remember specifically in that um, during that message, just praying, oh God, let me not go into a coughing fit. Um, and I've only had that a couple of times in my life. But, uh, you know, I started like incessantly coughing. I think as soon as I was done speaking, like I walked off and then just had a little coughing attack in the next room and let it all out and then sat down and I was like, oh, that's great, God. As long as it's not in the middle of the message, we're good. So, um, but I really enjoyed that conference. It was a lot of fun and just love the work that you're doing. And um, I actually have my um, dream planner like right here. I don't know if people can't see it, but I wanted you to show it because you can see my face right now. Good Um, choice. The black leather. It's so nice. Well, I had the, I had, um, I didn't have black the year before. So Mm -hmm. I thought I'd go for something a little different this year, but I just, Mm -hmm. I love how you're inspiring women to dream big, inspiring um, us to dream God dreams. And mm-hmm. I am so, so excited to, and really honored to be on this podcast where we're exploring more and more of that. So thank you for having me. Yes. And you are a dreamer. Um, you're an encourager. And so I want to just peel back the curtain of what is iridescent woman and how did that dream come about? I'm always curious of when did the, the conception happened, right? And yeah. and what was that birth like and how long was the pregnancy of the dream? We'll <laughs> yeah. just kind of use that as the analogy, but take us back to when you really started to want to do that. 
Yeah, well, uh, Iridescent Women is a digital media company, and we have really what feels like an online magazine for our subscribers. We have new articles, new videos. Uh, we have a podcast as well where we interview some pretty extraordinary women doing really amazing things in a lot of different spheres and a lot of different industries and different seasons of life. Um, we have an online shop and some resources. Uh, but this past year, we also launched our membership program where we go a little bit deeper and have a true sense of community with women women who already have engaged with our platform. And we have um, online live events for women to be a part of throughout the month. We have a resource of the month. We have a women supporting women directory where women get to collaborate and partner with each other. Um, and a lot of other just really unique and exciting things that take place in our membership program. So we're going to be celebrating three years this June, which is kind of crazy. Um, as I'm recording this, uh, we're here still like right before Easter. Um, but yeah, we're coming up on three years. And I never, ever thought that I would do this. <laughs> you would have asked me five years ago if I was going to launch a company that had Christian values, but that was trying to reach both the Christian woman and the woman who is exploring faith at the moment. I would have, I would have kind of laughed and gone, no, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I've been in full-time ministry since I was 19 and serving my local church in a lot of different capacities, traveling and speaking, and just kind of thought I was going to do that for a lot longer. And I still do that, I should say, but didn't really think that I'd ever be an entrepreneur entrepreneur or a female founder, but it was about, it'll be four years this summer. I was actually speaking at a young adults youth conference. And the way I was standing, I was kind of off to the side of the stage waiting for, you know, like better word, my cue to, you know, preach the way that they'd kind of set up the, the flow of the different sessions, but there was praise and worship happening before me. And so I was able to watch the whole auditorium full. It was a really large venue full of young people worshiping God. And uh, I just was taking it all in. And I remember thinking, wow, like this, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like people were trying to hide people into worshiping. It just felt like this really genuine, like setting and such a sincerity of people just crying out to God and worshiping Jesus. And it was really, really amazing and breathtaking. And just having this moment of gratitude, like, God, thank you that I get to see this. And as I was praying, uh, which I normally do before I get up to speak um, and having that moment, that shared moment, just with the Holy Spirit, I really felt like God was leading me to to look at certain faces in that crowd in that sea of people. Um, so I started looking at different scanning and looking at very specific faces in the room and they couldn't see that I was doing that, by the way, I always have to feel like I have to share that because it's <laughs> very awkward if they could see me just staring at somebody in the middle of their worshiping moment. But I, uh, there was a theme that, that kind of emerged. They were all young women. And in that moment, it was just so clear. Um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, in this next season of your life, I, I want you to reach women. I'm calling you actually to young women. And if you don't start taking steps forward of obedience, then this isn't, not, this isn't one of those moments where you're just pondering in your heart. It actually will be disobedience. I need you to start taking steps forward. So I preached a message. I remember going back that evening. And um, at the time, um, I don't even think we were engaged yet, but I was dating my now husband and he's an entrepreneur. He's a really brilliant business mind and just so gifted as a visionary and strategist. And um, he's always just, he'll give it to you straight. Like he so belongs in New York, like he's <laughs> just who he is, direct guy. So I thought, let me ask him. So let me, let me share with him what God spoke to me and just start processing what I'm thinking. Cause I wasn't quite sure what that, what was going to look like. But as I started talking out loud to him and started sharing things, some things kind of emerged that really um, became catalysts for us to move towards the direction of iridescent, myself and my co-founder, Alex Brown, uh, to move in that direction. I knew that I wanted to 
to create a platform for women and by women. There's nothing wrong with, you know, certain women whose their platforms are their name. And uh, it's a, a lot of women are called to do that and do that so successfully. And like my hat off to the women who do that well. Um, I just felt like I was called to create something that really wasn't about my name or my brand, but really a, a collective of, you know, an opportunity for women in within the context of community to share their stories, share their experiences, share their insights and grow together in that way. So I wanted to create a platform for women by women. I knew I wanted to go where women were instead of asking them to come to me. So immediately I knew, well, where are they? They're on their phones, they're on their laptops, they're in a digital space. So that's where we're going to go. And I knew I wanted to create um, an, something that bridged the gap between conversations that were happening for women within the church and Christian conversations. And then women, the conversations that are just happening in the world that are around relevant issues uh, that women are facing and women are making decisions about. So I wanted to bridge the gap and have conversations where um, wherever a woman is in her journey of faith, that she would feel included in those conversations, welcome to those conversations, and to be able to also um, create a space where we could talk about things that are happening in the world in real time, affecting women, and also point people to the gospel at different moments with those conversations and how they can collide. Wow, so, that is beautiful. So all of that kind of was where I was at, but I didn't have anything. I just was like, okay, so it started to emerge, you know, after that. Um, and thank you for saying that, you know, and that's kind of after that, I was so grateful to share that dream with my, really, she's my best friend now, Alex, who's a co-founder, because I would known that she had a passion to really reach in, uh, young women. And I'd seen her exercise that over the years in different ways as well. So I sat down with her and said, hey, I just got to tell you what, what God's been saying to me. And I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about it, but I just knew I wanted to talk to you about it. And um, and at the end, kind of of my very not well put together thoughts or presentation, I kind of just like verbally processed everything in front of her. Uh, I just said, so I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want to be a part of, like, do you want to be a part? You know, I don't know what I'm doing really. Um, but she, you know, she just was like, yeah, like this is my dream too. Like this still resonates with me. I feel like I'm called to this too. Like, let's do this. And so I'm so grateful to have a comrade like that every step of the way. And um, I think it's all, you know, just kind of fitting that I was building a community for women while I was getting to build a really great partnership and friendship with some, uh, you know, another woman <laughs> dear to me in my world. So I, I do think the friendship that um, and partnership that I have with Alex um, really is felt throughout uh, Iridescent. And you can see that, you know, in, in the, um, in everything that we create for women and the community that we're cultivating online for women. That is so cool. That's such a great nugget of information that you found someone that shared your dream and that could help you champion it. Because I think a lot of people, when they want to start something, it's very popular to go like the solopreneur route and just go, okay, I'm going to do this on my own, you know, because everyone's kind of running their own business or whatever. And then it's like, no, having team, having camaraderie, having someone to help you integrate and fulfill your vision is really important. I recently was reading the book Rocket Fuel. I don't know if you've ever heard no, of it. Oh, that sounds exciting. I've got to I've add that to my list. I've got it like right here. It basically is the concept that you have a visionary and when the visionary tries to be the integrator, you have issues. Then you have the integrator. And whenever you can find your integrator that allows you to be the visionary and someone to be the integrator, it's like you can really go far versus going on your own and to know your own strengths and stuff. So like, would you say that Alex is more of the integrator or are you more of the integrator? Is that kind of how the partnership you have with her? 
Yeah, I think I've never heard that phrase, like the integrator and the visionary. You know, Mm -hmm. certainly there's a lot of conversations around the visionary, not so much around the integrator, but they're like, they're what makes this thing happen, you know? So I, um, I do feel like that's very, a very good description of Alex and I and, um, and learning each other's strengths, you know, like we really um, discovered over time that our strengths complement each other in a lot of ways and to lean into that. And, um, and I think that, that the trust that you have over time with your team and specifically when you have a partner just needs to be really great. So um, I think the first year we worked through just getting to know each other and getting to know our strengths and not wanting to, you know, overstep, you know, <laughs> um, and figure out our lanes and where do we work together and where do you take the lead? I think after that hard work of doing that. And then the, I think the other part of it too, is just part of trust is being able to say to somebody, you know, as you're building a company, it's a lot, you know, as you're, you know, you know it's being an entrepreneur, founding something, it's just such a unique experience and it takes way more than you think it's going to take. It's a lot slow. It's a slow uphill climb sometimes. And, um, and so just to be able to, and you're usually doing other things, right. To support that dream. So it's not like, you know, I think people imagine as soon as I said, female founder, you know, to certain people, or I'm an entrepreneur, they have this idea that I have a successful company. Well, no, I don't today. (laughs) I'm on my way to like, I still got to pay the bills, still got to do other things. So there's just that other side of being an entrepreneur. So to have somebody in the trenches with you who gets it, we're doing this together. Um, You get to support each other and then you get to have really honest conversations. So when somebody's like I'm hitting a wall, you know, um, to be able to go, okay, I got you. Like, let's talk about this. And we did a lot of that in the first year. And I think that really set us up to uh, be able to do everything we've been able to do since then and just continue to grow and learn and now have a growing team around us. But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine doing it without her. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And like I a, have mad like big... respect for her, you know, <laughs> like what she brings to the table. It's like a big game of chess. And you don't know what the pieces do. It's like, yeah. okay, I think over here. Okay, no, no, no. Like, how about we try that? You know, it's like this big, long. And then finally, you're like, this is the groove. We're in the groove. Yes. The traction. That's exciting. But then it's like the whole game board changes. You know? yeah, that's right. Let's add in this new product suite. Okay, we figure that out. Let's grow. And then it's like, oh, gosh, new game of chess. It's, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I did Horatio as a side hustle for a year and a half while doing full-time senior ad sales director. Yeah. Um, and so it was busy. It was busy. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of intentionality with your time. I have a, I have a question for you. Did you come across any, uh, let's call it advice or I'm reading the book right now, the dream giver. Mm, great book. Yeah. yeah it's a great like, book. Did you have any border bullies that came around and said, I don't for you or have you thought about like I don't know if you struggled with any of that any of the big oppositions as you were stepping out it seems like your husband was really receptive you know and he was like yeah let's let's verbally process this let's go that's like probably his his jam so did you meet anybody else along the way that said oh I don't think so stay where you're comfortable yeah yeah I mean absolutely um I think that's normal and mm-hmm. I think to normalize it is like really important for every person. Cause I just think if you wanted everybody to agree with your dream, it's probably not the dream you should be pursuing. Like if it's a God dream, not everybody's going to be on board for it. I think it's important to have the right people in your corner and the people who, you know, are trusted wisdom in your life. And I think people who are for you, like, and I think you're able to discern that over time. Like they want the best for you. They want to see you succeed and they have the same level of faith that might be exercised in different ways, but man, they've got big faith too. So when they hear about your dream, they're, they're, 
they're kind of filtering it through those those lenses, which was really great. I think it's, um, I, I also want to honor my husband and also Alex, um, her husband, because they have championed us from day one. And I know that that's a really, when you are married, when you, or you have a family, when there's other people involved in your risk, you know, or your dream or your endeavor, it affects them. Uh, it's really important for people to have those tough conversations. How does this affect our finances? What does this prioritize for us and, and the dreams that we have? And to be able to do that and know that you've got those people in your corner and you're really one team um, is, is so important. And we've really just always had that. And I know that that's not everybody's story. So I'm really, really grateful for that. But I think a lot of people, it's, it's funny. I think the people who kind of were the naysayers to the dream, it really was sadly, I think that the people who did it the most were maybe the most, I don't know, just like very, they had put me in a box of you're a pastor and you're a preacher. And if you don't talk about Jesus and every piece of writing that you put out there, then are you really doing the gospel work? And so there was some naysayers, I think, around some of the, the approach that we were taking with Iridescent to include women who are on the journey of figuring out faith as well as the Christian woman. And so we have a spirituality tab on our, on our website and we blatantly have articles dedicated to growing in our faith. Everything comes from, you know, Christ-centered values, but we have conversations about things that are happening in news and in culture and in the workplace. And they might not always be just for the Christian woman, they're for, for women to really be able to, we, we feel like we earn the right to, um, to share the gospel with them by serving them in some really practical ways. So I think that really, um, as we leaned into that more and went in that direction, there are people who just were like, I don't get it. Like you're, you're pastor, you're preacher. So why aren't you just doing something just for Christian women and, uh, or, or just questions about, well, okay, is it working then? Like how many people, I'm just gonna be really frank. Like how many people have you converted? You know, they're like, well, I, I don't know. It's digital. I don't know, man. How about you? Like, I don't know if you know answers to that question either, you know? So, so I think it was like the really and I don't want to put them in a box either. I think they had good intentions, but I think the just very, like from a very religious mindset, because it was a new wineskin, it was a new way. It's a new way of doing things. It's not maybe their traditional idea of what maybe a women's ministry was, which I wouldn't even categorize this as that, or um, a, a, a conference or an event. This was something different in a digital space. So I think that that new thing uh, for some people really made it difficult. And it used to I, I, I'd say probably for the first like six months, it, it did like fire me up a little bit. I'd get like really, triggered. Yeah, yeah, I'd get really irritated or frustrated. You know, I didn't, I wouldn't say that to them, but inside it was just like, what? you know, like, why would you even, why you have to do this, you know, Um, or be so negative or be so critical. And, you know, a few times just talking with, um, with Alex or, you know, some people that I trusted who, you know, my pastors, different things and just being like, Hey, you know, just want to make sure I'm not missing something, you know, some blind spots here. But I think, um, you know, over time, I've just realized not to actually be bothered. I'm not really bothered by that at all. Like just Mm -hmm. like really never bothered by it. it. it used to bother me a lot, but it doesn't. In fact, I think when we, when I get some of that pushback, sometimes it's probably confirmation that we're like in the space that we want to be, you know, I think in the gospels, I see that Jesus offended like two types of Christians in general, and Jesus offended two, you know, two types of people, the super religious or the like very much antichrist. Like if you talk about Jesus as a savior, we don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of te- who we tend to offend <laughs> iridescent. So that's good. You know, um, that to me is not that I'm trying to offend, but it's usually a measure of like, okay, we're not for everybody and that's totally fine. Um, and if you don't really, you know, if this isn't what, what resonates with you, that's okay. Find something else. Um, if we start offending, I think our target audience and, um, then that's a different conversation, but I think for who we're called to reach, we're, we're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And God gave the dream to you ultimately, you know, and you can't expect everyone to catch 
your dream the same way you caught it. I heard a great example of that. You know, if you hear a young child wake up or anybody, you know, it's like, did you have a dream last night? You're like, yeah. Oh man, it was crazy. Like there were these wings and then there was all this stuff. And then I was like sliding down this crazy slide of ice cream. You know what I mean? Like we have these crazy (laughs) dreams. We can't even explain it, you know? Yeah. And that's like the book of revelation. You know, it was a dream that John had and it's probably the most confusing book, you know, it's just like, what? And it's us trying to catch John's literal dream, you know? And so I think it's important as dreamers, when you really catch something from God, you have to hold on to that and know like you saw that vision. Yeah, It's not going to be a microwave being, you know, experience (laughs) of like owning the dream or the promise um, that you have received, but you have to keep showing up and, and there are going to be people that God will put in your life. Like God sent friends that mm-hmm. will honor that dream with you and be a champion. And there's going to be people that come out in their zone of comfort, border bullies. They want you to be comfortable. Some of them, it's truly just out of love and they don't want to see you hurt, you know, and for mm-hmm. them that their dreams have been a pain point for them. And so I yeah. just think that's a good conversation to have because I've seen people, you know, get some advice from a loved one or something and just put their dream on a shelf because that person's advice carries a lot of weight and Mm -hmm. they stifled their, their dream. And so that's just so important. So how do you serve the women in the uh, membership program? I'm curious about that. Yeah. So really it's like that kind of next step beyond being a subscriber to our site or our podcast. Um, We really want to resource women for a, a three different things for personal development, for professional development, and just for their holistic well-being. You know, just mm-hmm. how's their soul? How's their health? Um, we we want to target those three areas for women in the membership. And we do that in a number of different ways, but more than being a program, um, even though there's, you know, it is a program, we really um, want it to feel like a community for women, that they have opportunities to connect with other women, hear from other women. So not just read articles from other women, which is definitely all throughout our platform. If you, you know, go to iridescentwomen.com or listen to a podcast, those things you're getting to hear from other women, but now engaging in a two-sided conversation with women, um, I think is really powerful. And we need that. We really do need that as women. Um, you know, here we are talking about dreamers being around dreamers. It's like, you know, that's what I love about in our membership, the women supporting women directory and some of these um, online events that we're having live, you know, um, to be able to see somebody else on the screen and not just be receiving content about maximizing your productivity or about how to, you know, uh, pursue a creative outlet or how to prevent burnout in your life, like all these different topics to be able to have a discussion with somebody and see that face again and again in the membership and get to know somebody, I think, and to, to be like, oh, you know, you too? I thought it was just me. Oh my gosh. You know, we find that kind of support together and that kind of encouragement. And that's what the membership program is really offering. So um, like I said, we have those online events. Um, we have a resource of the month, you know, which just is around a different theme each month. This past month, the theme was strength, how we're stronger together. So we actually had something that was an interactive game that women could do and um, with their other girlfriends do a girls night in and it's very pointed conversations to get to know each other more I think you'll love this the very last question within that game is always um, you know what's the dream in your heart right now and how can we support it so we're just kind of really cultivating those kind of friendships um, and we we also have uh, an exclusive content and articles and um, different things that are just for our members we partner with a lot of female-led brands and businesses including yours and we offer discounts 
discounts to women in the membership so that they can shop smart and shop female and support other dreamers and entrepreneurs. So there's a number of different things that our membership is offering. And um, the feedback has been great so far. You know, we launched it and I think that's part of launching something new is it was really birthed out of, especially this last year, seeing the need for community for women and a lot of women feeling isolated, feeling overwhelmed, um, wanting to connect, but Zoom fatigue is real too. And what does that look like when you're not <laughs> gathering and seeing people as easily? And, um, and there was just a lot of pain points over this past year with the pandemic and just events that had taken place. Um, you know, I'm talking U.S. centric here for a second, but in the U.S., but in a lot of parts of the world too. And, and what, what do you do with that? We still need community, even though it might feel like very tempting to isolate. Um, so we, we saw that need with iridescent and went, we, we got to do more. And that's really what birthed the membership for us and to get the feedback that we're getting from women who are saying, you know, this is, this is meeting a real need for me. And uh, I am encouraged. I am dreaming bigger. I am doing some of these things. I'm connecting with other women. That's, that's just the sweet spot. That's what we really want. Um, and so to be able to get that kind of feedback since we launched in January is really exciting. And we're just continuing to evolve the membership you know, each month and, and try new things and, and cultivate that sense of community and the, the resourcing for women. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Zoom fatigue is real. I launched <laughs> a, um, a membership back in March of last year. It was like right on time for, we met for a monthly Bible study, a monthly planning session. And, and it was just so important to get together because it, it was terrible. It was, it was true. I mean, everyone went through some level of trauma, last year, you know, either directly affected or, or just everyone was directly affected in some way, you know? And so all the different levels of trauma from all the social injustice and the racial injustice and COVID obviously. And the big thing, the big theme I saw coming out of that is how do I dream again after trauma or in the midst of it, you know, how do I have hope? Uh, how do I make plans when everything's so uncertain? Like, how do I trust again and have joy in the fog of what this is? And so those are all beautiful conversations and it happens. It's just about processing it and having people to lean on and people to lift you up, you know, and that's why we're meant to be in community. So I just love what you've built. It's absolutely amazing. So what's, do you have any like big future plans for this? I don't, you know, you don't have to share if you're like, I'm actually keeping it under wraps (laughs) or whatever, but I'm always curious to know, like, what's next? Yeah. uh, Well, in our immediate future this year, one of the things that we're really excited about is we continue to grow our membership program and, um, and, and lean into that. And, and like, even in April, we have some exciting things for our members to continue to cultivate community more. So we're going to be doing those types of things throughout the year, but, um, I, you know, I hesitate to put deadlines because, you know, sometimes things get pushed back, but we are aiming for the release of an app in the summer, which we're really excited about to offer that to women. That is something that is just another avenue to um, resource women, to care for women. And I'm, I'm one of those people that, um, you know, I have, I have probably, you know, I have a lot of apps on my phone and I probably use the same four all the time, you know, but I use them because they're just, they help my life you know, mm-hmm. really helpful. And that's the aim with what we're going to, we're working behind the scenes now with our app for iridescent is that it really is that that daily resource for women uh, that is a source of encouragement for them and also just the practical support they need to really thrive in their day-to-day life so that's coming and I think really you know long term our, 
our, our vision is that we continue to expand our reach and be innovative in the ways that women can use their voice, share their experiences and grow together. And I do think that, you know, there's some things that, you know, face-to-face -face is just so powerful and being able to see in the room. I think we've, we've missed that and longed for that at different moments um, throughout this past year, but there's also some real power in, in the digital space as well. And the ability to uh, talk to women in different cities and different parts of the country and different parts of the world and realize you have a lot more in common than you have different and to be able to support each other in some tangible ways. I think that is really the, the truest value of the digital era that we're living in is how can we lean into supporting one another, learning from one another and growing together. So I, I feel like we have an opportunity to continue to become more and more of a global audience and, um, and we're, we're leaning into that in, in the next couple of years as well. Would you ever want to print your magazine or like print something? Obviously I'm a printing girl. I'm a printing yeah. Girl. So have you ever thought like maybe one day we'll do like a zine or are you like, we're all digital all day? I don't, you know, no one's ever asked us that question. <laughs> I mean, my first gut is we're, you know, we're all digital, but I don't know. Like, I, I want to be really careful to answer a question that I haven't prayed about, you know? So yeah, I'm like, for sure. this is awesome. You just gave me something to, to pray about <laughs> and, uh, and, and pray with Alex and the team about. I'm um, certainly not any time in the future, but um, we're, we're not, we're not opposed to whatever direction God takes us in. For sure. What would you say to somebody who had a download like you did from God and felt the call of something, but they're scared? Like maybe they feel like, I don't think I'm the right girl for the job or that's outside of my wheelhouse. What would you say to that girl? I totally get you. <laughs> um, I think the first thing I'd say is like, yeah, I, I can relate to all of that. Um, I definitely do not. I still don't feel, I'll say this. I feel like God's called me and that's what makes me the right girl for the job. But I don't feel like on paper, I'm the most qualified person in the room for this. You know, if it was like logically assigning dreams to experience, I wouldn't get this dream. And I'm really grateful that that's not what God requires. And yeah, I think it's also been one of the themes about life. I've always found myself in situations where I'm like, I, I don't, I think I might be the least experienced in this room. I think I might be the youngest in this room. I might be the only woman in the room, you know, in different times in my life. Um, but I've seen through experience, I've just seen how God has met me in those spaces where my faith has grown. My capacity has grown. His favor has been on my life is anointing. He just makes a way. So there's something really powerful about being in that space. It can either breed great insecurity or really great faith and dependence on God. So I would encourage you to, to be able to, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to highlight some of those insecurities, not so that they like paralyze you from moving forward in your dream, but so that you can actually bring healing to those places that, that God could do that whole work that he wants to do in your heart. And you can walk in greater strength with him towards your dream. But I've, I've felt all of that. I mean, it, you know, imposter syndrome is kind of a buzzword these days. And I think it's just a, another way of saying insecurities. And mm -hmm. I know for the first uh, year of being a female founder and having launched Iridescent, I would walk into spaces at, you know, networking events or other spaces with other female founders and entrepreneurs. And I just inside had this internal battle the whole time of like, I'm not supposed to be here. They're going to find out I'm a fake. I don't know what I'm doing. They're going to ask me questions. I don't even understand what the question is because I didn't <laughs> go to business school, you know, all these things. I, I just, I was, in, I was having this battle of the mind the mm -hmm. whole time I was there. And just one day I, I kind of had this like aha moment with God when I was praying where he was just like, you keep seeing what you don't know and your inexperience as a limitation, but why don't you see that the way that I see it, which is actually an invitation to draw near to me and to grow and for you to 
to learn and discover. Like you've been missing out. You've been allowing your insecurities to shape your season as something that you're anxious about, that you're frustrated by the progress, that you wish you knew more, all of these things that you feel under-resourced. But what if you change the narrative and you saw this as a really great adventure? Like every day you're learning something new. Every day you're seeing God, you've seen me move, you know, like those types of things. So I, I definitely had to go, oh, whoa, okay. I've let my insecurities go crazy here. And internally I can, and kind of have a reset and go, okay, God, you're, you're actually inviting me to this great adventure. And I want to pr- approach each day that way. And it's amazing that that shift didn't just impact me. It impacted the whole team. It impacted the the whole company. It impacted where we went. Like there was just a different ease that we were walking in. Not that things got easier, but a different ease that, you know, because it, it was no longer about my insecurities uh, hidden in every decision I was or wasn't making. It was just about what is God telling us to do and let's go for it. So I just encourage people, hey, if you feel that way, like you are not alone, that is a really common thing. And I think this is the perfect time for you not to um, hit pause on your dreams because you feel that way, but to actually accelerate your dreams and along the way to allow God to bring healing to those insecurities and change your perspective. Because uh, if he's called you, you are the right person for the job. Mm, That's so good. And also if you like, let's say you had worked at Vogue, right? At some sure. like big magazine. That's, that would have been great. No. Or Marie Claire or <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know, like all of your preconceived education and like strong things you had learned from that gr- quote unquote great experience would have changed the way you built this magazine. Instead of going, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I'm just going to do what I feel led to do. And I think there's something so authentic and fresh when you haven't gone and copied someone else. Like I just put out a course and like, I've never taken anyone else's course or I built mm-hmm. a five day challenge. And, and I was like, I'm never done anyone else's five-day challenge I don't even know what these look like but I'm gonna do it my way and people it, it went well you know but it's like I think it honestly goes better sometimes for some mm. things obviously if you're gonna do heart surgery you need to get the right education <laughs> yeah. like you need to study an apprenticeship is is very awesome and you should apprentice when you when you're supposed to apprentice but there is something great too about just kind of doing it your fresh way and not looking all around at what, how everyone else has done everything and just go what do I feel led to do? And what is my market? And what are their needs? And how can I serve their needs? And how can I grow my talent and skills to solve the problem and to to support the biggest needs and the things that break my heart, you know, and and just be authentic, you know? And so that's such good advice. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. I'll have all of her links in the show notes because I know for me, like even spelling iridescent, it would be sure. that would be a really tricky one for me. I can hardly spell Horatio. So all the links are in the show notes to find her. But tell tell us where to find you. Yeah, um, very true about iridescent. So you you'll learn how to spell iridescent. We we certainly did when we started this company. Um, iridescentwomen.com is our website, and that's where you can read some of our latest articles, um, download some of our latest resources, listen to some of our um, latest podcast episodes. Our podcast is the Iridescent Podcast. Um, so that's really anywhere there's a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that stuff. And then our membership, if you want to learn more about our membership, um, then you can still head to the same place, iridescentwomen.com. And um, and there's you know links on the homepage to learn more about membership. And um, just for people who are listening, we just we love your community as well so much. So if you are interested in membership, I think we're going to have a deal that is um, dream planning is the code and you get 50% off any of our membership options. So you can go ahead and see if this is the community for you. And 
um, you can follow us on Instagram at Iridescent Women. And we'd love for you to, to follow us there and join the conversations that we're having on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us and pouring into us and sharing a little behind the scenes of your dream. It was a beautiful story. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for creating the space for us to learn from each other. And I think this is going to become my new favorite podcast. And I'm not exaggerating just because I think you just hear other hear people's dreams and doesn't it inspire your own. So I'm like really excited to be tuning into all the different episodes and, um, and stay encouraged. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. I hope this episode has blessed you in some way. And if it has, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick five second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I read each and every review and it lights me up to see how this podcast is helping you. You can also share a screenshot of this episode on your social media, tag Horatio Printing and Polly Payne, and I will reshare you. I'm so excited to connect with you on a deeper level. Now, before you go, I want to make sure that you know you are invited to join the Horatio Printing Academy and take our course, the Dream Crafting Course. I want to help you step into wholeness to dream big in confidence with God. And if you sign up on May 14th or any day after, make sure you're one of the first 50 students to sign up. Use the code FIRST50 to get $50 off plus a free gift in the mail and you'll get tons of other bonuses and goodies. You can sign up at thedreamerinyou.com. So go there to learn more. You could also jump into the show notes and grab the link there as well. I cannot wait to welcome you inside of the Dreamer Circle. Have a beautiful day and I truly believe the best is yet to come.